Namaste. We read uh, the poem, a poem of Shirbindo, The Guest. It's another sonnet. And uh, the essence of the poem is that most of the time we live on the surface of life, caught up in the storm, the melee, the happiness, the sorrows, the joys and sufferings and pleasure and pain which is how life goes and all these things serve to feed ultimately there is somebody else who is the original enjoyer of all this and turns all these experiences into sweetness and delight this is the task of the psyche you give whatever to the psychic being it will change it automatically that's its value and one of the ways that one can experience this truth even in one's own life is when you are going through a difficult period that time it's very painful and it's you know or you are going through a happy period <laughs> when you are feeling a lot of joy after many years you look back you will not look at it with that kind of pain normally you look back at it and there is a smile it has changed itself into as I was sharing now this experience of being in CHN it changes its value it, it is the touch of the soul within and the first task of every human being is to discover this true self inside us. I think our humanity begins from there. Other, other than that, we are basically little more conscious animals. And that little more is uh, to be qualified because animals have their own beautiful qualities which we have lost because of the development of the mind. We have brought in a lot of crookedness, for example, because of the mind. The animal is uh, fierce, ferocious, cunning, but not crooked. Cunning is, animals can be cunning. They develop this cunning. But crookedness seems to be uniquely human. And um, that's why one of the first tasks is to discover this soul within, which is the true self. And this poem is about that, the guest. I have discovered my deep, Deathless being, masked by my front of mind, immense, serene. It meets the world with an immortal seeing, a God spectator of the human scene. So, within us is the deathless being, it never dies. We know that the flames cannot consume it. Now, you see, this truth is known in mystic literature. People say there is a soul. The Gita speaks of it so marvelously. But look at how Shurabindu puts it. So what is the difference? Shurabindu is not just describing the qualities of this being. Shurabindu is giving us the entire picture. Where is it located? So it is located behind the mask of mind. The mind is like a cover. If we live constantly in the mind, look at things only with the surface mind, we can't find it. So you have to make the mind quiet. And then it has a very different look on the same thing than the mind's. The mind looks at an event, a circumstance, a situation in the usual habitual way. Usually the mind's seeing is in terms of duality. And duality is either this or that. But this vision of the soul is a unitary seeing. Let me take this example of what's going on. Nowadays is forced vaccination, which obviously is an illegal thing. 
So, but it is being done, openly it is being done and nobody is able to say anything because it has the backing of all the political powers and whoever, I mean, it's, it's, that's how it is being done. But now, if you take the surface view, you will divide humanity on the, on this ground. These are vaccinated, these are not vaccinated. These are for vaccination, these are against vaccination. You can even go on to say, these are with the administration, these are against the administration. All these are false views of things. So what will be the God-like view of the soul? It will not see that, it will not make these categories. It will see there are people who are going for vaccination, who are going out of fear. There are people who are going out of the same vaccination because they want to obey the administration. The people who are going for vaccination because they want to look good in the eyes of their superiors. This is also a brownie point. The people who are going to vaccination because they feel it will be easy for them to travel. So the same thing. Whereas equally people will not take the vaccination because they are afraid. Look at now. Because they are afraid that vaccine will cause this problem, vaccine will cause that problem. Whereas there are people who will not take the vaccination because it's an idealistic stand. It's about freedom of choice. There are people who will not take the vaccination because the Lord has said so. They don't want any other explanation. Now you see the difference. So where will these people who are in the category of fear fall? They are on both sides. See, this is exactly what happened in the Mahabharata. This is the difference between the regard of the God and the regard of the ordinary human mind. So in the Mahabharata... Iravan or Barbarik, this son of Arjuna, he says, I'll destroy the entire Korvas. But Sri Krishna bids him not to do it. In fact, he slays him. And then it, he says very clearly, it is not that there is only good on this side and there is bad on other side. Normally, the mind makes trenchant division like that. But in real time, everything is intertwined with each other, so inextricably. That you can't differentiate. On the surface we cannot differentiate. But what does the soul does? It can extract the good out of evil. It is the beauty of the soul. That's why it's called as Nira Shira Vivek. It can take the water and keep it aside and take the milk and drink it and grow with it. So even if let us say, again we take this example of a person who has to be vaccinated. So the person has to be vaccinated and he makes a choice. He may make a choice of not going for vaccination because he may think that, well, I want to stand up for what I truly believe in. And he has that courage of conviction and wants to live by the truth that Shurabinda has revealed. So this one part. What about somebody going for vaccination? He can also go from a, from a very high standpoint. He can go from the very high standpoint that I want to continue doing mother's work and it is this which is barring me from entering into that you know, state. So therefore, if poison is enforced upon me, or to put it in a lesser thing, even if poison is being enforced upon me, and I have no choice, let me take it like Mira and offer it to the mother. So the same thing, the soul's regard is very different. So this is how we must learn to look at the human scene, immortal seeing. The other part of the immortal seeing is that the immortal seeing is limited to in terms of time and space. It's just seeing immediately. This typically our way of understanding life is my immediate benefit and my immediate loss, gain and loss. But the immortal seeing looks beyond the life and death. We think if I do this, this will happen, benefit, if I do that, that I will lose. It goes to an extent of even life and death. 
but the immortal seeing is very different and that's why it's only people who can look at life with the calm immortality of the soul they are the ones who are the top most best kshatriyas in the world because they are not worried about their individual death they cannot be the moment they think about it that's why shatra tej is so much important in yoga unless one has the shatra tej to look beyond life and death one cannot really discover this deep deathless being so this is the deep deathless being a god spectator of the human scene this is a god said what prashman this is it's a god among the gods and the greatest of the gods the soul within and what is this god called in indian mythology he is lord murga or kartike so that's why kartike is who is kartike he is deva senapati the leader of the gods now see the difference ganesha is agra pujya the first to be prayed when you pray he is the first one but when it comes to leading the army it is lord kartike and who is lord kartike lord kartike is the one who is born out of the dual energies of shiva and shakti this is the psychic being in man his whole story if we look at it is the story of the psychic being always engaged in a battle always you know Uh, he's a warrior soul, always shown as that. So, that is the God spectator, and we carry it within us. God spectator of the human scene. No pain and sorrow of the heart and flesh can tread that pure and voiceless sanctuary. Mother describes it in one of her writings that when, how to know how to suffer, she says you enter a zone inside. and in that zone nothing can really no sorrow can enter the moment you enter that zone it's like sorrow is not allowed outside there is a board no sorrow suffering cannot enter here it also means that if something is making us feel burdened with sorrow and suffering then we are in the wrong zone <laughs> we are in the wrong line all suffering is a sign that i am right now operating according to the ego mode the moment you enter into that soul is suffering changes there is compassion there is goodness there is peace there is trust that's how the soul functions danger and fear fates hounds slipping their leash rend body and nerve the timeless spirit is free they still may rend the body and nerve so often people ask this silliest of question how the person who was a you know devotee he died of corona or he died of this or he died of that there is a difference death has been with the planet and everybody dies as far as right now it's concerned but the difference is dying with a smile on the lips and trust in the heart and dying with fear in the heart and agitation shown on the forehead there is a difference between the two both die but there is a difference when shrubindo was asked what is the difference between a sadhak and an ordinary person very often i see them behaving the same sometimes worse i am not saying who is worse huh? so that we can figure out but that shrubindo's reply look at it both are in ignorance for a long time but the difference is a sadhak a sadhak is from within it's nothing do with anything outer a sadhak has turned his face towards the light and is beginning to come out of the maze towards the freedom 
Whereas another person is very happy in the maze, very happy with his bondage, state of bondage. That is the only difference between the two. Danger and fear, fates, hounds, slipping their leash, rent body and nerve, the timeless spirit is free. Awake, God's ray and witness in my breast, in the undying substance of my soul, flame-like, inscrutable, the almighty guest. So is this ray must awaken within us. This is what we should do. When there is danger, when there is fear, when there is hundred things, everything is dark, we must wake up this. This is the, instead of looking now what to do, what to do, even if danger and death are nearby, this is what we must awaken. And it is the witness, God's ray, in the undying substance of my soul. The soul is a substance and a form. So form is like a flame, deathless flame. Flame-like, inscrutable, the almighty guest. So it has the power even to stay the wheels of doom. Death nearer comes and destiny takes a toll. He bears, he hears the blows that shatter nature's house. Calm sits he, formidable, luminous. So when we awaken to this ray inside, it's not that death will not come, disease will not come. It's not going to grant us immunity against all that. It will help us, no doubt. But permanent immunity can only come with the supramental transformation of matter. That's still a couple of centuries Till then, all these things will come. Blows of life will come. Fate will take its toll. Death will come nearer. But the difference will be, death nearer comes and destiny takes a toll. He hears the blows that shatter nature's house. Nature's house is the body. So while nature's house is being shattered, he is not identified with it. He is saying, okay, time to change the house. (laughs) Shubhinda in one of the very powerful passages he says He says You are going to kill me O judge you are going to send me to the gallows He is obviously addressing But it's in the Isha Vashupanishad So he says you think you can kill me So he says you cannot kill me You are not empowered to kill me And then he says you say that you will pierce my body and flesh with lances Yes you can do that But what is this This is a dress and I am already, already, I have paid the price for a better dress. Because I walk this way, I have paid the price for a better dress. So, he is not afraid, he sits immobile. Even when death approaches, this is the great capacity we have lost. And I think it is because of the extreme materialistic vision. We actually at least about, I can speak about India and the Sanatan Dharma which speaks about the rebirth where there should be actually no fear. I have never understood this. Actually from childhood I have not understood why human beings are afraid of death. Because if you speak of rebirth which you accept yes, the soul dies and takes another birth. What is it that is the fear? Even if you take that there is a momentary fear when things are going. That's okay. What is going to happen after that? You go to the Lord, you are sitting there nicely. Not a bad deal at all. All your life you are striving to be near her. 
then you get to you know it can be very oh my god i am going to see ultimately and imagine if somebody has done the work in life nicely lived a good life a life not for selfish ends life for you know greater things then what is the fear it's like a well deserved rest when you go then divine mother's lap she will say come my child now i'll give you the original milk not the formula milk honey and we'll sleep in a lap for some time and then we'll come back in a new body chasing the dreams with which we are born since time began and trying to fulfill them in new bodies new minds new lives new personalities new environment so if we look at it from the soul's regard there is never a cause for death that's was what our ancient um, aryan race was imagine abhimanyu even when arjuna sitting on the pyre he is ready that okay i have given my word look at king harishchandra i have, i just wonder where are other day i was writing the dichi these are the people whose blood flows in our veins where comes this fear where where from this kind of madness when we look at death we don't see death we see behind death mahakal shiva's dance and if death comes near dancing will say get lost you guy you fellow you have no business to come near me you say but don't you know i am death yes but i know your boss <laughs> i see mahakal and mahakali coming behind you go to the side if i go i'll go with them this is how you know this was imbibed at some point of time within our life and for some reason that seems to have gone into the background so much fear so much fear and um, it it's amazing i mean at one level it's a sign that we are straight far away from our own soul but it also points to the real remedy the real remedy is to find the soul and live in it and live by it again and again the mother points out to that and um, she says that we have the key we have never applied to open the door every time there is a pang of sorrow suffering everything can become to go inside the world is full of all this poison several times somebody will say something somebody will insult you somebody will throw you out of your workplace somebody <laughs> somebody will <laughs> somebody will hurt your heart and all these things will happen so what is to be done during those moments turn within and fling nestle in the lord psalms and the more we do it the more we will see we come nearer the soul but we do just the opposite oh so and so insulted me now my mind our mind starts beginning to work in a crooked way wait for my chance shikhandi <laughs> i'll not leave you till my next life look at the irony of the fellow are it theek hai ho gaya next life carrying badla to the extreme <laughs> so that's not life that kind of thing that i'll chase you know till or carrying a grudge suffering from grudgeitis look at this man okay you insulted me no wait or to take people to court do this that's not the way of a yogin everything every shock and blow from the world the yogin turns it to become a sword which tears a veil inside it's every shock from the world suddenly divine hands you a sword you know what is the sword sword of concentration 
Because that time suddenly we are too concentrated upon that painful point which is pricking us. Mother says, use it like a sword and thrust it inside to tear a veil. Where are you, Lord? Where are you? Ma, ma, ma. See, it will open so beautifully. And then you will laugh. This world has a lot of laughter scenes in it. Okay, don't get too serious about the play. This is only the shadow play. <laughs> real play is yet to begin. The real play begins after we have discovered the soul. Till then, it's a shadow play going on. Training ground. Don't take it too seriously. Okay. The guest, the only thing to be taken seriously is to find the soul. And that's a very joyous journey. So you don't have to go with a serious. All else is passing show. Dramas, they will come and go. One scene after another. One movie after another. Three to six show, six to nine. Nine to twelve. We even used to have ten to one show. All these shows I have seen. One to three show. All different shows. Five times a day. The spectator is one. I have discovered my deep, deathless being, masked by my front of mind, immense, serene. It meets the world with an immortal seeing, a God spectator of the human scene. The soul can see. It is eyes, not like these eyes, much more beautiful eyes. No pain and sorrow of the heart and flesh can tread that pure and voiceless sanctuary. Danger and fear, fate's hounds, slipping their leash, rent body and nerve, the timeless spirit is free. Awake, God's ray and witness in my breast, in the undying substance of my soul, flame-like, Inscrutable, the almighty guest. Death nearer comes and destiny takes a toll. He hears the blows that shatter nature's house. Calm sits he, formidable, luminous. Luminous.